Adam Crowley Show. Uh, we got to earn tomorrow. That's French. <laughs> That's yeah. your French. Yes. <laughs> we, me, 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 woo, poo, poo. Those are very good French. I agree. That was excellent. So good. I could do right, Cogutis. The Flyers going to win. We are going to earn tomorrow. Adam Crowley. It's not even funny. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Everyone who bitched at me when I said the Steelers were a fringe playoff team. Hmm. How you feeling now? Your Pittsburgh Steelers are O, O, and 1. More importantly, the Browns aren't O and 1. How do you not beat the team that's lost 31 times out of 32 tries? How do you not beat that team when you're up 21 to 7 with 8 minutes left? Unacceptable. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina back in the studio. Tom Offerman behind the glass in the studio. I'm out here at the North Park Lounge in Cranberry with my man, Joe Rokicki. Giving away a trip to Chicago, presented by Bud Light, an opportunity to... Check out your Buckos play the Chicago Cubs. More details on that in a few minutes here. The Bears, well, they had an embarrassing loss yesterday. The Steelers in a tie, even more embarrassing. This is what I was talking about with one possession games. This is why I thought the Steelers were destined to take a step back. The Steelers were 8-2 and two last year in one-possession games. This year, as I've already said, 0-0-1 oh, oh, because they had a missed field goal. And that's the way it goes in one-possession games. It's luck. It's skill, but it's mostly luck. The Browns aren't as good as the Pittsburgh Steelers, yet here we are. And now my math's going to be screwed up all year long. How many games behind are the Steelers? How many games behind are the Browns? I don't know. I can't do math. There's a tie in the damn record. I wonder if Todd Haley's to blame for the Steelers' offense not playing well enough. Last year when the season started, first eight games, Steelers averaged 21 points a game. And it was Todd Haley sucks, fire Todd Haley, he calls bubble screens, he's a terrible offensive coordinator, the quarterback doesn't like him. Who we blaming now? I think it's time to say, Ben Roethlisberger, you gotta be better. Uh, enough of the excuses. Randy Feetner's his best bud. He's got James Conner with 197 scrimmage yards. At some point, you got to point the finger at all number seven. And it brings me to this question at 4129222874. Are you worried that this is who Ben is? Are you worried that the inconsistencies that we've seen from Ben Roethlisberger over the last couple of years are now inconsistencies that are permanent within his game? Even when Roethlisberger does good things, like throw for 500 yards in a playoff game, he still turns it over a couple of times, as he did against Jacksonville. Fumble return for a touchdown, another turnover in that game. Ben Roethlisberger will make plays. Ben Roethlisberger will make you go, whoa! Ben Roethlisberger now will even scramble for a first down. But Ben Roethlisberger also makes you want to throw yourself through a window because he throws the ball to the other team a whole bunch. He also holds on to the ball way too long. There's a lot of 
negatives from this football game. There are some positives, too. I'm not going to be the guy who just hops on and only talks about the bad things. But the biggest concern for the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward is can the quarterback not stink? I'm guessing he won't be as bad as he was on Sunday. But can he win them football games? He will have to win them football games. The defense yesterday played pretty well. They gave up 14 points on non-one-play drives. They gave up seven points on a one-play drive. I don't put the one-play drive on the defense. They kept the Steelers in it despite six flipping turnovers. But I don't expect that to happen week in and week out. It works against Cleveland. It's not going to work next week against Kansas City. If Ben Roethlisberger turns the ball over four times against Kansas City, the Steelers are getting thumped at home. They've got Tyreek Hill. They've got Pat Mahomes, who's my man crush. They've got all kinds of weapons on the offensive side of the football. If you turn the ball over that many times, you're done. Is Ben Roethlisberger inconsistent now? Is that the guy he is? 412-922-2874. James Conner played largely well. 197 scrimmage yards, 135 on the ground. He was everything you needed him to be until he wasn't. When he wasn't, he fumbled. Ball returned to the one-yard line, punched in on the next play from scrimmage. I don't blame him for that. What, Crowley? What do you mean? He fumbled the football. I saw it with my own two eyes. Yes, he did. I blame Mike Tomlin. I blame the Steelers coaching staff. Steven Ridley, dressed for the game. You play him at the end of the game. I'm so tired of Tomlin always running the wheels off running backs, and it makes some sense for Le'Veon Bell. It made some sense for Willie Parker. It made some sense for Rashard Mendenhall. It made some sense for D'Angelo Williams. When any one of those players was in the game, they were playing very well, and they were veterans, and you could trust them late in a game. Even if they were going to wear down, they had done it before. James Conner had never done it before. James Conner rushed for 144 yards last year. He almost matched that this week. That's his career prior to this week. You have got to give him an opportunity to be successful, but to a point. You hear it all the time in baseball. Clint Hurdle says, the swings will let me know when to take the pitcher out of the game. It's not about pitch count. It's not about this. It's not about that. No, it's about the swings that the batters are taking on your pitcher. Well, James Conner was getting stoned at the end of that football game. He looked like he was a little bit tired. He looked like he had lost a step. I think the coaching staff needs to protect him. You don't want his ERA, if you will, going through the roof. Take him out of the game when he's confident that the next time he goes in there, he's going to kick ass. Because the carry James Conner had after he fumbled the football, he looked like he was carrying a baby. One hand underneath, one hand on top, and he fell over after three steps. You have to give him an opportunity to be successful. If Le'Veon Bell plays, do the Steelers win yesterday? Don't jump down my throat. It's a legitimate question. Le'Veon Bell has lost three fumbles in 800 carries at the National Football League level. James Conner, he fumbled in a crucial circumstance. If he does not fumble, the Steelers win that game. The fans were filing out of the stadium. The mistake by the lake. The team didn't believe either. You could tell. And all of a sudden, James Conner gives him an opportunity. Again, I'm not blaming him for the loss. 
I'm not even blaming Mike Tomlin more than I'm blaming Ben Roethlisberger. But that play was the most crucial play of the game. There was a lot of bad yesterday, plenty of negatives. There were 12 penalties for 116 yards. For anybody that wants to criticize Mike Tomlin, you can. I think Mike Tomlin is one of the best four coaches in the National Football League. But when you have 12 penalties for 116 yards, it looks like you're an undisciplined unit. When you are trying to rush a defensive lineman onto the field, when the Browns are driving down to win the game and you get caught with 12 guys on the field, you look like an undisciplined bunch. When you have Artie Burns rip off his helmet and slam it into the ground, you look like an undisciplined bunch. We see this a lot from the Steelers early on in seasons under Mike Tomlin. A lot of penalties called, and then as the season progresses, they get it knocked out of their system. It was wholly unacceptable yesterday. It's Cleveland. You can almost get away with 12 penalties for 116 yards and still win the game. You can almost get away with five turnovers from your quarterback. You can almost get away with six overall. You can almost get away with a missed field goal and with your punter being terrible. But you can't get over all of it. Yesterday had nothing to do with Le'Veon Bell not being there. Yesterday had everything to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers not being on their P's and Q's against one of the worst teams in the National Football League. I know that they're 1-31 over the last 32 games. I also watched Buffalo play yesterday. So when I say they're one of the worst, yeah, they're probably not the worst this year. There were some good things to take away from the game, though, right? James Conner was mostly good. 197 yards, showed burst on his 22-yard run. I thought he played better in pass protection than you could have imagined. He got off of blocks and caught the football on a number of occasions. I found that impressive. Uh, Pass protection, you give him a round of applause. The Steelers could have won the game with that performance. He said following the game, it wasn't winning. Eh, It was a winning performance, up until the fumble which I blame on Mike Tomlin anyhow. T.J. Watt had four sacks. He's going to be a stud. I've had Steelers fans get after me on Twitter saying, they haven't had a good first-round pick since blah, 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 blah. How about they haven't had a good first-round pick since T.J. Watt? Because this guy is going to be a monster. They flip him sides. He barely practices in the preseason, is not at Steelers training camp, And yet, he has four sacks, 11 tackles, and was all over the damn place. If he can do that, not every week, as four sacks, they can happen all that often. If he can do that consistently, where he gets pressure on the quarterback, a sack a game, a couple pressures a game, Steelers' defense is going to be way better than it was last year. I don't want to assign any trends after game one. I don't want to say the Steelers are going to become this, this, or this because they tied the Cleveland Browns in one game. But if he performs to that level or some facsimile of that level, we're going to see the Steelers' defense be better than it was last year. I thought Sean Davis played largely well, had a pass defense, had an interception that was overruled due to a penalty. But he was all over the field, sideline to sideline. I was worried about his speed 
You looked at him in training camp, and he appeared to be up to the task. Yesterday, he played a very good game one. Bud Dupree had to play well against an undrafted rookie free agent and did play well. He had a pass defense and a sack. Juju Smith-Schuster picked right up where he left off from last year. He's still lit. Anybody who was questioning Juju Smith-Schuster's ability to perform on an NFL field because of a couple of bad moments in practice, hey, you can go pound sand now. Juju Smith-Schuster, 100-plus yards in this game, a 67-yard reception. I think we can cut the guy some slack. I thought Ryan Switzer looked like he was a dude. That's a good trade for the Steelers, right? I don't want to assign trends again after just one game, but we knew his track record coming in, and I think he lived up to it in game one. All right, you guys ready for the biggest thing we found out in the first game of the season? QB sneak, baby. They ran one. Ben Roethlisberger, not afraid. Bruce Arians said he was never afraid. Little shot across the bow at Todd Haley. I like it. Let's be efficient on third down for once, Steelers. Let's be efficient on fourth and short for once, Steelers. And if that's in the playbook, at least teams are going to have to think about it. I was stunned, and my pants got a little wet. Le'Veon Bell, he's made himself so damn like unlikable. He tweeted this out after the game. No shade, I just never witnessed a tie before. Although, is it is it tie or tuh? I don't know, let me ask Terod Taylor. Le'Veon Bell not being there is okay because James Conner played the way that he did. I think that took a little bit of pressure off of him. I think he put it all right back on himself. Whenever he shows up, he gonna get booed. No shade, I just never witnessed a tie before. What year were you born in, Lev? Uh, There's a tie every other year in the National Football League, you dink. Coming up next, it only took one game for the coaching staff to make me want to pull my hair out. I'll tell you why. It's Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Brought to you by the Erector Protector, protecting your junk since 2016. If you want to keep the bang out yo wang, you need Erector Protector. Available at Walgreens, CBS, and Arby's. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Live at the North Park Clubhouse in Cranberry, it is the Crowley Show. We're giving away a round-trip flight to Chicago for two people, two tickets to Cubs Pirates on September 25th, and two nights in a hotel, double occupancy. I say this all the time, the Pirates might stink. Chicago, however, is an awesome city, and if you bring your significant other, you're getting some. You just got to show up out here in Cranberry, the North Park Clubhouse. 412-922-2874 is the number. Uh, I asked this question in the last segment. Is this who Ben is? Uh, Is Ben Roethlisberger from this point forward just an inconsistent quarterback? I've always felt that if you're considering him one of the elites, he's one of the more inconsistent of the elites. Chris tweets, Ben is what he is now. The back end of his career, he's Brett Favre forcing the passes when he needs to maybe rush and slide for one yard. I thought he held on to the ball far too long yesterday, and he was trying to force the ball. And this is where the Antonio Brown debate actually becomes interesting for me. Is A.B. a distraction? I've largely said no, 
But Ben misfired on the first third down of the game, hits A.B. in the shoe, and the next two interceptions were him forcing Antonio Brown the ball. The first one by Denzel Ward, Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know what the hell he's thinking. If it doesn't get picked off by Denzel, it gets picked off by the guy behind him. Uh, if it doesn't get picked off by the first guy, it gets picked off by the second guy, Ben. He's trying to force A.B. the football there. Then Ben throws a 65-yard arm punt down the field that gets intercepted. He's also trying to force it to Antonio Brown. I wonder if Ben feels pressure to get him the football so he doesn't freak out. I might be reading into something a little much, but I definitely think that's part of the equation. Andrew tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Yesterday was typical Steelers football playing to their opponent's level. Tomlin running the clock out with 18 minutes left. Yeah, the weather was bad and so was Ben. However, you need a first down. I thought the Steelers coaching yesterday was not very good. And you can make the argument anytime a team has 12 penalties for 116 yards that they weren't disciplined. Anytime a team turns the ball over six times in the NFL of all places, yeah, you could say that the team is undisciplined. Here's what bothered me in terms of the coaching decision-making, though. They ran the ball on 3rd and 10 at the Browns 38, up 21-7 to in the 4th. I'll repeat that again for effect. They ran the ball on 3rd and 10 at the Browns 38, up 21-7 to in the 4th. They punted. That was far too conservative. Find a way to get in the field goal range there. You get 8 yards... It's a 47-yard field goal. More times than not, Boswell's making it. I know he missed it at the end of the game, but at least play to get points there. At least play to get a try to get points. And they didn't. That's eh, run the ball on third and ten. Conservative isn't the way you win in today's National Football League. It's not how you run out a clock either. I don't think that that's the way you can do it anymore. Running out the clock in that sense, where you pound the rock, you let the clock churn and you get out of there with the good old w no i think in order to salt away a lead in order to win a football game that needs to be a part of it you need to get more points though think about chicago yesterday chicago's got a ferocious pass rush they've got mac he's one of the best players in the national football league certainly one of the top three defensive players in the league he gets after the quarterback you'd think that when you have a lead, you can get after the quarterback. But even they couldn't with Mac. Even they couldn't with one of the top three defensive players in the league. So if they can't salt a lead away against a one-legged quarterback, then why am I supposed to expect the Steelers to be able to do it, even though it's against Cleveland? How am I supposed to expect they can do that? No, you got to put more points on the board. Think about Atlanta. The, or pardon me, New Orleans, their game yesterday. Uh, I look up, they're down three touchdowns at one point. You look at the end of the game, it's an eight-point win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can't win games without scoring more. Tampa just kept scoring. That's it. They, they kept scoring. You think that the Philadelphia Eagles sit on a lead? No, they're going to be aggressive. They went for it on fourth down more than any team in football last year. They were better at it than any team in football because they practiced it and they cared about it. They were aggressive. You have to be aggressive in 2018 in the National Football League. Running the ball on third and ten at the Browns 38 up 21-7 to is not aggressive enough to win in this league. Not against the Browns, not against anybody. The other questionable coaching decision... I mentioned before, 
They should have spelled James Conner at the end of the game. They should have given the ball to Steven Ridley. Even Jalen Samuels, while he doesn't have experience, is fresh at that point. I got criticized on Twitter yesterday because over the last couple of weeks I've said, James Conner is just a guy. I don't know what he can bring to the table. He's just okay. I might be wrong in thinking that. James Conner looks like an above-average, at worst, NFL running back. He's got speed. He's got explosiveness. He's got good vision. He hits the hole well. He's patient when he needs to be. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. And we saw yesterday he can block a little bit. That being said, I don't trust his durability at all, whether it's in-game or over the course, certainly, of a season. At Pitt, he got hurt. And some of these things are fluke. I hate to say a guy's injury-prone, but at the running back position, I think it's just the volume of carries, one after another, after another, after another, that deteriorates you. I don't necessarily know it's, bam, one unlucky shot, you're done. So at Pitt, he's unhealthy. Forget about cancer. His knee. Last year with the Steelers, he gets hurt. He has 144 rushing yards before he gets hurt. He's not a bell cow back yet. And while you want to train him to get to that point, like you're stretching out a pitcher, I think you also have to consider the game circumstance, and you have to look the young man in the eye and say, buddy, let's get you out of here before you're too banged up. Let's get you out of here while you still had a good day. Let's keep your confidence going to game number two. If Steven Ridley has the ball there late, he's fresh. He's got explosiveness. He's got an ability, I think, to wear down the defense. If it's Jalen Samuels, even, same thing. He's got explosiveness. He's fresh. He's got the ability to wear down a defense. If you're going to try to run the clock, which is what the Steelers did, I hated it, but if you're going to try to, bring in the changeup. Bring in a back who's fresh, who can run people over. Did you watch the Chicago game last night? Tariq Cohen, they're using him early in the game to run the ball. He's a little dude. He's a little squirt. He's a running back wide receiver hybrid kind of player. Jordan Howard's a dude. Late in the game, they're going to Jordan Howard. Now, it didn't work out. They're playing against Aaron Aaron Rodgers, but that's what you do. You change it up. You keep both guys fresh. And the Steelers have been guilty of not keeping guys fresh with Le'Veon Bell. They were guilty of it with Willie Parker. They were guilty of it with... Richard Mendenhall, and when D'Angelo Williams was filling in for Le'Veon Bell, they ran him till his wheels fell off too. Mike Tomlin has always been bad at going to running back by committee. With Le'Veon Bell, I don't know if you necessarily need to. He plays 90% of the snaps, and he's damn good. But with James Conner, he's not Le'Veon Bell. He's never played 90% of the snaps. Maybe in Madden? So I think the Steelers F that up. I think Mike Tomlin effed that up. I wouldn't have wanted to see him. I didn't want to see him in there at the end of the game. What say you? 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Neil says, the issue is simply Ben. We expect coaching ineptitude and clock management issues and poor play calling behind down and distance. $100 million quarterback needs to play like it. I think Mike Tomlin, as I said, is one of the four best coaches in the league. But it doesn't mean he's not immune to having bad games. And it doesn't mean he's not immune to making poor decisions. He had a bad game and made poor decisions. It happens all the time with Rodgers. Rodgers' coach is a bum. I don't think McCarthy's an NFL coach. 
you haven't won very much with Rodgers. You've won one Super Bowl with that talent, with that guy. But Rodgers still consistently gets them to the 10-11 win plateau whenever he's healthy. Aaron Rodgers put that team on his back yesterday. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't do that anymore. Even when Ben Roethlisberger has a good game, he still does bad things. Again, think back to the playoff game against the Jags last year. Ben Roethlisberger throws for 500 yards, throws for a bunch of touchdowns, and yet he turns the ball over a couple of times. Andrew says, Steelers are not aggressive. Thank you. Hashtag you're a god. Hashtag play to win. Hashtag throw the ball for a first down. One of those things not like the other there. I am a god. Ben scares me. The defense played better than I thought it would. Because I'm a Tyrod Taylor guy. 35. Or math. 25 incompletions for Tyrod Taylor yesterday. 25! Defense sacked him seven times. Defense held the running backs in check. Now, Terod ran for 77 yards, but they held the running backs in check. The defense was fine. Will they continue to be fine? Will they be fine against Kansas City? Will they be fine against Baltimore, who all of a sudden looks like they can slang the ball around a little bit? Will they be fine against Cincinnati, who's got good players on that side of the ball? How about the Saints? How about the Panthers? How about Atlanta, who you don't see? Uh, or who you see in a couple of weeks here. You need Ben Roethlisberger to pull it together. Asking for a friend. Was it me who said that the Steelers were going to come out slow out of the gates on the offensive side? Was that me? Eh, I don't remember. Uh, was it Was it Madden? Was it the guys across the street? No, it was me. I said the Steelers would come out of the gate slow offensively. They can't afford to. They can't afford to. I don't want to overreact to one game, one that they didn't even lose. But you start off. Four and three and one, or four and two and one, or four and four and one, with the back half of the schedule the way that it is, probably not making the playoffs. And this just in, the division doesn't look like ass. I told you Cincinnati would be better than people thought. Baltimore's competent quarterback play away from being maybe a Super Bowl contender in the AFC. I still don't know if I believe in their quarterback play, but that's how good I think the rest of the roster is. Cincinnati, I thought they were a possible playoff team. The Steelers' margin for error this year is less than it's been. I think the conference stinks, but I think the division is better than it was last year. Look at Cleveland. They're already better than they were last year. Already. They have a tie, and they're better than they were. They're going to give everyone a fight. The Steelers went 6-0 in the division last year. They're already worse than that. I don't want to overreact, but I don't think I am. I think I'm reacting the perfect amount. 412-922-2874 is the number. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Bigger buffoonery yesterday. The coaching staff or Ben Roethlisberger? Again, 412-922-2874. Up next, I'll tell you why I like ties. I'll tell you why. I could not, would not tell a lie. It's Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. He did a couple of annoying radio-y, hot-takey things that I wouldn't have done where he goes, go ahead and tell me why you don't think what Tom Wilson did was illegal, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Explain what you think, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Okay, tough guy. I'll tell you why I like ties. I'll tell you why. I could not, would not tell a lie. Just stay out of my way. 
You'll pay. Listen to what I say. How about I just go eat some hay? I can make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. What do you say? The Ordinary Boy tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. No surprise yesterday. Same old Steelers. No killer instinct. Poor coaching decisions. Big players laying eggs. I thought this would change with Haley gone, but it must be a Tomlin issue. Hey, man, what if it's a Ben issue? Ben has never been a great quarterback in the red zone in his career. He's always been fairly turnover prone. Those things lead to inconsistencies. When the Steelers are bad on the road against not good teams, Ben's numbers on the road aren't good. You could put it on Tomlin, but I think it's also on Ben, if not more so on Ben. 412-922-2874 is the number. First caller of the day is Frank. Hello, Frank. Hey, what's up, Adam? Hey, just I'll try to get you real quick, man. You are one of the only person I know who was telling the truth about James Conner. I don't want you to change your stance on him because of the game he had yesterday. He had a good game, but he is still just a guy. If you pay attention, what, what yesterday showed me was how great our offensive line is. He got the yardage that was blocked. He did not get much more yardage after that. And after the fumble, I think he had about 13 carries for 100 yards. I think he was around there by the time he went over 100. And he finished with like 30 for 130. So <clears throat> the second half of his rushing game, he probably only averaged a yard to two yards a carry. He had a good game, but he still is just a guy. Frank, do you think it would have been better for Mike Tomlin to do what I suggested and late in the game, because his production did slip, play another back. Go actual running back by committee without Le'Veon Bell there. I, I don't know what it is about Tomlin. I just don't know what it is, why he doesn't believe in running two backs. I, I honestly think uh, Ridley is still a better back than Connor. I think Connor showed that he is good, but I just that's just my personal opinion. I think Ridley's better, but I don't know. Tomlin just runs one back. That's the only way he knows how to do it. I appreciate the call, Frank. Thanks very much. 412-922-2874 is the number. As always, get after me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. James Conner had a fine game. It wasn't a great game. And that's not fair in a lot of people's eyes because they're Pitt fans and he's a cancer survivor. But at the same time, he fumbled the football in a crucial circumstance. And that wound up helping cost the Steelers the game. Uh, I said, you know who rarely fumbles on Twitter? Le'Veon Bell. And people are pointing out, seven times in two years, blah, 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 blah. if you want to blame Connor, go ahead. Again, I will blame Mike Tomlin before I'll blame Connor for keeping Connor in the circumstance. That being said, Le'Veon Bell also lost three fumbles in 800 carries. You can go arbitrary endpoints if you want to and say, the last two years this happened. How about over the 800 c- carries he's had uh, going back three years? How about that? Let's go to Devin next up on the Crowley Show. What's up, man? What's up, man? I didn't call to talk about the running back. Cause, I mean, he had 192 yards. People just won't break that down anyway. They want to keep whining about a back that's not here, but the one that was, he was serving. But what I want to talk about is every time uh, I hear something, it's always Tomlin this and Tomlin that. You know what? I'm sure he was like, uh, hey, go out there and turn the ball over six times, guys. That's the best <laughs> coaching I could give you for the day. So go ahead. We'll, we'll see if we win when you turn it over six times. Bye-bye. But it's, it's, it's idiotic that if we would have won the game, it would have been because our players, we have so many star players. But when we lose, it's Tomlin's fault. So he don't get no credit for the wins. 
and he gets all the credit for the losses. And I'm not even a time on the politics because I wanted him fired after that Jacksonville game for the bonehead decisions he was making in that game. You but all I'm saying is, how do they never blame Ben? He turned the ball over five times. I, I read an article where it said he was constantly under pressure. Dude, the two where he fumbled, he held the ball for seven seconds in the NFL. Just yeah. there like a statue. There are, there are times when a quarterback gets hit and it's a sack fumble and you think, wow, the offensive line got blown through there. No, Ben was holding the ball way too long yesterday in a number of different instances. Uh, I thought that, for the large part, Alejandro Villanueva did a good job against Miles Garrett. But eventually... Miles Garrett is a transcendent player. Yes, Wow. Eventually, he's going to get towards the quarterback. Ben's got to know better. He's got to get rid of the football. You and I are on the same page. I think yeah. Ben Roethlisberger's a great player. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. They can both be criticized when it's appropriate. I think that, though, it's Ben Roethlisberger's fault more times than not when these and, and losses go down. You cut me off, brother. Sure. I'm going to try to get in here real quick. People always talk about the, 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 the locker room being this or that. But do you remember there used to be player coaches? That's a representation of who the leaders are. I think the reason that the locker room is the way it is is directly because of Ben. He's petulant, he's childish, and everybody else sees the, the, the leader of the team acting that way, and that's how our locker room acts. That's all. Devin, have you heard, and then here's the last thing for you before I got to let you go. Have you, have you heard the people who defend Ben say, Ben's a good leader, there's just not a lot of followers in the locker room? That's a load of horse crap. Appreciate the call. Oh, it's nonsense. Madden says it all the time. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. You can blame different guys for the loss and still be right whenever you're not just putting it all on one person. I happen to think this loss is more on Ben than anybody else. But you can be nuanced, all of you, all of us, enough to say, Tomlin didn't do this right. The kicker missed a damn field goal that wipes everything away. Roethlisberger's probably okay if James Conner doesn't fumble. Uh, James Conner's probably okay if Ben Roethlisberger doesn't turn the ball over five times. If there's not 12 penalties, maybe they win the game instead of tie. There are so many different things that happened over the course of this game that it's hard for me to sit here and say it was all one guy. But if we're in the radio game of saying who did it more than the others, whose fault was it a little bit more, I'm going Ben this time. Let's go to Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Adam. Hey, um... I just uh, um, I heard I heard you about a half hour ago um, saying that the Steelers uh, it felt plays um, the Steelers win that game that the the, the, the fumble by corner was was huge um, I, and and that kind of got me I I was looking at it that you were putting the blame on him but now I just heard what you said about Ben because I was going to say. Uh, the game Connor had, the fumble, yes, was big. The fumble was important. But the Steelers still got the ball back after that. And the biggest mistake of, ben, of the game to me was after that with the, bad, with the bad snap. And instead of your veteran quarterback taking the ball, eating it, and punting, um, he, he, he tried to do something that was basically – uh, with the rush, impossible to do, and that fumble there, that mistake there is, um, to me, of all the mistakes yesterday, that mistake there is as big as any mistake and is the biggest reason they lost yesterday. You know what I love? I love how you said they lost yesterday because we all feel that way, right? And Cleveland, uh, I'm, 
I'm That's sure everyone's jumping up and down. Yeah, no doubt. A uh, hundred, or pardon me, one out of thirty-one, uh, one in thirty-one in their last thirty-two games were the Browns. This is the best start the Browns have had since two thousand and four. A tie. Uh, I appreciate the call, Mike. There's enough blame to go around. It, it was it was an utter failure on a thousand different levels, and I didn't say that Bell wouldn't have fumbled. I inferred, I implied, I suppose is the right word, that he probably wouldn't have fumbled there, but he, he, he didn't play, and you still have to have enough gusto, you should have enough talent, you should be better coached than Hugh Jackson's football team, enough that you can go into Cleveland without Le'Veon Bell and win that ball game. And they weren't. They tied a team that is going to fire their head coach this year. Hugh Jackson's not going to be around. He's a terrible head coach. Did you see him on the sideline yesterday? It doesn't look like he ever has any clue what the hell's going on. The rain's pouring down. The kick just gets blocked for them that would have won the game in overtime. And it looked like he jumped up first. The ball didn't even get over the line of scrimmage. He's a terrible coach. The record tells you that. Watching Hard Knock tells you that. It's pouring down rain. It's in Cleveland. You, you still got to find a way to win. I was on with a talk show this morning, and the host was kind of trying to explain away the six turnovers due to the rain, due to the wind, due to the elements. And yo, mother bleeper, did the Browns turn it over six times? They're playing in the same weather. It's not like they put a dome up every time Cleveland took the field. Every time Terod ran out there, they said, okay, time to put the ceiling in. No, both teams played in the same element. Uh, it ain't about that. It's about not being good enough yesterday for whatever reason. And maybe the distractions do play in. What do you think, Randy? 412-922-2874. Yes. Uh, it's, it's just frustrating for me. Because it's just like this. If you look at the play calling, right, on our side for the Steelers, just because Bell wasn't there, like Ben, we didn't do any uh, any plays to the running back, like only plays to the only pass to the flat. Um, everything Ben do, he forces everything. So he's going to have these turnovers, but we can't recover on offense because the weather was the weather. It was raining hard. Ben is throwing the ball everywhere. He made a couple bad passes that could have been picked off and been picked sixes automatically, but they got dropped. I just think that. Corners not durable to last this whole season. Why they didn't run Ridley, I have no clue. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And 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 Randy, I'll tell you what. The two things that bothered me more than anything from a coaching standpoint was the Ridley not getting the ball late. And when you're at the 38-yard line, Late in the game, the Browns' 38-yard line, it's third and ten. Instead of throwing the football, instead of throwing a, uh, even a screen or trying to get five, six, seven, eight yards on the play, you hand the football off, <laughs> and, and then you're not even in field goal range. In today's NFL, you can't sit on leads. Everybody can right. score in the blink of an eye. They've still got Josh Gordon. They've still got Jarvis Landry. You can't just right. sit on it, and they did. Yeah, and then and then what Josh, and then what Josh Gordon did. He made a play. Pass, and game is tied up now. See, the thing is that we do settle and we start getting too relaxed. It's too, too tight of a game. The defense on both ends was pretty pretty good. I think pressure on both sides was pretty even. But Tyrod got a, he got a couple good runs in. You know, I applaud Cleveland for their performance. 
whatever. But falls back on us. This Randy, appreciate the call, man. I got to let you go, buddy. Thanks a lot. 412-922-2874. When you have Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and that offensive line, you cannot sit on that game. I don't care if you're playing Cleveland. I don't care if you're playing Penn State, Pitt, West Virginia, Akron, any college team. You can't just sit on a lead and expect that they're not going to go make plays. Josh Gordon's a stud. He went up and he made a play to tie the game. They've got dudes on that team now. I don't care if it's Cleveland, though. I don't care if it's Indianapolis. I don't care. Name a team. You're up 14 points and you've got an opportunity to add three more. Go add the three more. You go up by 17 in the fourth quarter, you're going to win. It's three scores. You're going to win. But if you sit on it, you allow them, even for a second, to think that they can get back in the game, and that's what killed me the most yesterday. Ben Roethlisberger was the player who was the biggest goat and not in a good way. And that decision by Mike Tomlin and Randy Feetner was the other biggest issue. Uh, that was the biggest decision that was made poorly in the game. Mark Caballi coming up next will give his thoughts on the Steelers' loss. Uh, or, uh, I mean, tie to the Brannies. It's a Crowley show.